Here's one from Chelsea. Would love to hear your thoughts or advice on how to start a business and how to know starting a business is for you versus being an employee. So what do you reckon about that second point, Sarah? Yeah, that's interesting. I think that freelancing gives you quite a good insight to that without taking on too much risk in a way because you're still technically working for yourself in the sense that you have the financial responsibilities of running your own books and having to get an accountant and running your own schedule, but you're still contracting to or sort of employed by a company in a way. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a nice in-between and that's how I started, I think, is that I was contracting to someone using the skill set I wanted to develop over time, which was within marketing and understanding, can I actually operate my own schedule? Does that make sense? Do I enjoy that? I think is really important because so often in In our world now, I think there's a lot of chat and excitement around starting your own business and being an entrepreneur and working for yourself. But just because that is what is seen to be financial freedom or exciting or amazing doesn't mean that that's for you and it doesn't have to be something you enjoy doing. Yeah, and like I've got a friend, he works nine to five, not heaps career driven, running his own business would be considered hell for him. Mm. So I reckon like... Is starting right business, if you know it's for you versus being an employee, I think a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs do have that itch of I need to do my own thing. Yes, absolutely. Now, the question is, is it I do my own thing, set up an ABN, register a business name, go and get the work myself Mm. or as you said, set up the ABN and maybe contract or subcontract. Yeah. So it's a bit of half-half, putting the foot in the water. Yeah. Or do you, and a third option maybe Mm. onto that might be, do you just want and need more autonomy in your day job? Yes. Yeah, can you scratch that itch by, you know, chapter one of the career book, looking at your values. Mm, I value autonomy. Well, I get told to sit at this desk nine to five and not move my ass. Yeah. Well, you're going to be wondering, should I do my own thing? Yeah, absolutely. When really you might not even actually enjoy managing a team, a leadership side of things, Mm. a sales, a growth side of things. You might just want to go somewhere, do your thing, leave and not have to think about it anymore. But you want to have autonomy over when you do that, your flexibility of your time. And those are benefits that workplaces offer now and they are available to people. And sometimes that's enough to live the life that you want to live. So there's so many different parts of owning a business and that kind of freedom versus just the sort of freedom or the autonomy, sorry, you can have within your job as well. And I reckon like, It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Absolutely, yeah. And this goes back to, and we did talk about this in the career book, like having your emergency fund in place, not having consumer debt, not running your personal finances on the line and saying, okay, well, I reckon I could ask my boss, can I do four days a week Mm. and then try something on the Friday? And it's not going to be every situation can be like this, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, 100%. And then, Chelsea, if you want to start a business, what's a business? I need to write down a list of like occupation examples. Marketing agency. Mar- yeah. You're trying to think of something fun? Well, just different like, uh, oh, my friends roast coffee. They've got yes. a coffee roasting business. What if, you, if it's interesting 
to you to run your own coffee roaster and roast coffee, number one, hygiene factor, you need to be in that world. So if you're at your desk and it's just, oh, I think I like coffee, I want to be a roaster, go and get a job at a roaster and work there for two years. Like number one, like (laughs) know the world. Mm. But number two, if you are an employee coffee roaster and you like the idea of roasting, I'd be cool to do my own thing and all that, can you speak to as many owners of coffee roasters as possible and other small business owners? Just go, hey, can I buy, buy your coffee, shout your lunch for 10 minutes? I just want to ask you questions of how you find being a small business and how you transition from employee to small business owner. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I would also ask at the very start of all of this, why you want to own your own business at all? Like, do you think that's going to give you financial freedom? Is it the money side of things? Or do you have a real passion for the things you're doing? Do you have a personal lived experience that's contributing to why you want to be in business? Having a very clear understanding of why you're even starting a business at all is going to 100% indicate what that business is to become and what kind of person you want to be within that business. Yeah. So, look, great questions. And the fact that you're listening to this you're engaged, you're getting ideas. What I did when I started my business, the first one, I did a a brain dump and I wrote down as many things as possible that I need to do to get the business happening. Mm. And this was off the back. I read a whole heap of mindset weird books. They're probably written in the 90s and they're old, but I'm like, yeah, I got into this salesy thing. Anyway, it was all this like cause and effect. And if you understand cause and effect, it's, you know, if I want something to happen here, I need to first do this point here in the chain reaction. Mm. So what I did, I wrote down brain dump as many things as possible. Register business name, register website, get an ABN, get business cards, get my logo, like all these different things. And then all I did is I went out and just ticking off one at a time. Because if I had that list complete, it, that cause would cause the effect of I've got a business. Mm. So I just went one thing at a time. If it was one thing a week, one thing a day, and just slowly got into small business. Did you have a business plan or was that I did. your business? Yeah. yeah. How did you go about creating that? I got a template. Okay. It was an old template. If I can find the template, everyone, I'll put it in the show notes. If it's not there, I haven't found it. And it wasn't a huge business plan. In fact, my first year of business, the plan was, this is my financial planning business, like if I can generate $96,000 in the first year and that was huge to me at the time. Mm. And it was just more about having a bit of a plan. It wasn't hugely corporate. It was just like this is what I'm projecting the first year. This is 
what I think, how many clients I need. And it was only six pages long. It was just a bit of a thing. And, you know, fast forward 12 months, it was so weird, almost did exactly the revenue that I had planned for. Wow. When it gave me a stroke. Wow. I'm like, oh, I should have doubled that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do you think if you, do you think that was a limit? I'm not sure because I was yeah, scared and I was exactly. like, oh, there's no way I can do that. And basically the way I did that was I did a, um, a bottom-up budget. So everyone, a bottom-up budget is writing down expenses and then, so the bottom is of a P&L's expenses. So I worked out all my expenses over the year and then I'm like, oh, wow, they all add up to 96 grand. And that was including a 36 grand salary for me. Like I just wanted to, I just needed enough to live yeah. off. Yeah. And this was in 2010, everyone. That's why I was much smaller. So yeah, bottom up budget. These are all my year one expenses, including a salary of 36 grand. Crap, adds up to 96 grand. Or what you can do, you do the other way, top down budget. I want to earn 120 grand a year. So you do 120 grand, then you spell out all your expenses and then at the bottom, that's the profit. Right. I, I do like the Glenn James spending plan for personal stuff as bottom up because I believe everyone with a heartbeat and legs has fixed expenses in their life. Mm-hmm. All right. Phone bill, rent, mortgage, whatever. And then what you do, you basically go, I've got my bottom up budget or, and it says, all right, I need 90 grand a year, let's add 10%-ish, call it 100 grand a year and then you just backtrack it. If I split that up over 48 weeks or 46 weeks, that's what I did to be conservative because holiday seasons and that, all right, break it down, that's X amount a week. All right, how many clients do I need to get per week? And then you just kind of, that cause and effect, like back calculate it. Yeah, working backwards is yeah. always a key part of planning. Mm. Yeah. So it is important to get it out on paper. Yeah. Yeah, don't have it all in your head mm. because you'll get confused and overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really important. But yeah, you've just got to remember cause and effect. 